But when you put other people first, it unintentionally teaches you that you come second. Yikes. More importantly, you tell yourself that not even you are going to put yourself first. And so if you're not going to put yourself first, like who the hell is? Welcome to the Head to Heal podcast, where you'll go head over heels learning about how the body and the brain work together to either feed disease or fight it. I'm your host, Jordana Sade, certified holistic nutritionist and founder of The Mindful Clinic. With a background in nutrition, behavioral neuropsychology, and hypnosis, I'm going to walk you through the root cause of your symptoms and disordered behaviors. The body has an innate ability to heal. No one is destined for illness, and most, if not all, disorders can be reversed. Come with me as we develop a new understanding of how you can use your head to heal and truly thrive. Hey guys, it's me, Jordana, and today we are going to talk about seven things that all people pleasers do that actually come from, or the root cause of the reason why people pleasers do this comes from trauma. Okay, so these are seven trauma responses that happen that lead to people pleasing. Okay. So I've done an entire episode on people pleasing. So if you have not listened to it, I suggest you go there because you're going to get a whole bunch more information, but this is kind of the next step. And the reason why I'm talking about this now is, you know, in all of my programs, people pleasing is something that comes up a lot because if you guys have been following me up until this point, you know, that the way that I practice and the way, the only way that I see long-term health is by balancing both the body and the mind. And when the body and the mind are in complete balance, things like disease, things like being overweight, things like addiction just kind of falls away. It's not necessary. And I've talked so much before about, you know, how we bring the body and the mind back into balance. And at the end of the day, when we're born into this world, we're born as these very intuitive beings. Like we know exactly who we are. Our soul is like kind of completely whole. And then we basically like choose parents that create wounds and we go through life hearing, don't do this, don't do that. And we separate from ourselves in order to keep attachment with other people, in order to follow social norms. And a lot of our life then becomes healing from those traumas in order to recover ourselves or find ourselves. And that's really what the recovery process is. And so I'm talking about this because at the root of people pleasing, and (laughs) please take this not from a place where I'm talking at you because I am a recovering serial people pleaser. It took me a long time to overcome these tendencies. And I finally feel like I'm in a place in my life where I no longer really care if I'm letting people down, probably to my own detriment, (laughs) you know, Uh, but it's taken a long time to get here. So at the end of the day, people pleasing in itself is saying no to yourself while saying yes to somebody else. So I just, I really want you to hear that again. When you say yes to somebody else, you are saying no to yourself. Even if the thing that you're doing for somebody else is something that you genuinely want to do. Like most of the time, people pleasers kind of fall under the radar as just being like super generous or super reliable or very loyal people. And there's nothing wrong with having these amazing tendencies that make you a good friend, a good mother, a good partner, et cetera, right? But as long as we are saying yes to somebody else, inherently, 
we are saying no to a part of ourselves. And so even if it's like, yes, I want to go to my friend's birthday party, of course, what you're probably saying no to is, you know, a healthy sleep, <laughs> a healthy liver for that night, depending on if you're drinking or not. And so we always want to look at the balance of what are the repercussions from this decision um, as I'm saying yes to somebody else? And is this something that I truly desire for me or my soul desires? So I'm going to back up a little bit and just talk about people pleasing. But take it from me, people pleasing is doing a 1000% disservice to you and your own soul. And when it's coming up a lot of my programs right now, that's why I'm talking about it because it's never really about the food. Like my programs, you know, the detox program where I'm helping people like reverse chronic diseases, like overcome these, you know, hypothyroidism or years of digestive d difficulties, parasites, candida, all these things. And then MFM, which is, you know, helping people recover from binge and emotional eating. When we're looking at both of these two topics, like how do people get themselves in that situation in the first place? Well, I can tell you right now, it's never, ever, ever about the food. Like it's not the food's fault. It's why does that person need to continuously over consume something or, uh, you know, give in to instant gratification while sacrificing long-term pleasure. And when we look at those tendencies, it's never about the food. It's about all of the underlying emotions that lead that person to want to engage in self-sabotage. And so people-pleasing is one of the biggest forms of self-sabotage that I see that has long-term repercussions at the end. Because even if when you people-please to a friend, let's say your friend wants you to go to a Halloween party and you don't want to go, but you say yes anyways. And so like you might not see the repercussion immediately, but maybe that week you can't control your eating or all of a sudden you're behind in your work and then you can't meet these deadlines and then you get overly stressed and you lash out on your kids. Like, do you see how this really all came from one decision where you said yes and you probably should have said no? And so it, it isn't so black and white like that. Like you aren't going to see like, okay, I said yes to this and now all of a sudden I'm overeating 20 minutes later. Sometimes these things take time and, and also too, they accumulate and they compound on one another where it's like, I say no to myself, I disconnect from my true self over and over and over again. And now I'm so disconnected from who I truly am that I'll engage in behaviors to, I'll need to engage in behaviors to help me self-soothe or feel better. Okay. But when you put other people first, it unintentionally teaches you that you come second. Yikes. More importantly, you tell yourself that not even you are going to put yourself first. And so if you're not going to put yourself first, like who the hell is, right? There's nobody else's job to take care of you, especially if I'm talking to adults here. And so much of adulthood is just learning how to reparent yourself in the way that you deserve and desire to be parented. And that's not to say that there's something wrong with your parents or how they did it, but they parented based on how their parents parented. And there are very specific needs that you and your inner child needed that there's no way anyone else outside of you could be able to meet. And so really adulthood then becomes learning to meet your needs instead of eating them. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. So denying your own needs to, to please others is very problematic because you begin to lose touch with who you truly are and what makes you happy. And so 
when I meet women and they're just like, I don't even know what I like to do. And I'm like, well, what do you like to do for hobbies? They're like, I have no idea. I don't know what my purpose is. I feel so lost. I'm just stuck in the nine to five with the kids and the work and the the partner. And, and you know, it just, it feels like you're running this rigmarole and then you're overeating or, you know, you're smoking vape or you're doing whatever it is. You're um, staying up until super late, snacking on the couch with your husband. And you're like, I don't know why I can't lose the weight. I don't know why the, the thyroid, the hypothyroidism isn't going away. I don't know why I'm so depressed, right? It's like, this isn't about any of those one specific things. This is about you not being connected to who you are and your soul's purpose. And I will say, depending on what, when you're listening to this, a lot of the work that Dr. Taggy will be doing at the 11-11 event is like live healing to help you reconnect to that part of you because everybody has a purpose. Everybody has something that they were, they're here to do. And it doesn't mean you have to quit your job and, and like start your own business or anything like that. It's about like, do you feel aligned in what you're doing? And, you know, there's a very big difference when people are aligned and in, in purpose with themselves, like they feel purposeful. Things like doing laundry, like you, you have to do these things anyways. It's not like we don't need to do laundry anymore. We don't need to take care of the kids. But when we're unaligned, doing those things feel exhausting. It's like taking care of myself and my kids feels exhausting. When we're aligned and we feel purposeful, taking care of ourselves and our kids and all of our other responsibilities, going to work, doing the things feels aligned, feels purposeful. It's all a part of the plan. And that's a massive, massive distinction. Because right? I think that a lot of people listen, or especially the people in my network who engage with me, like none of them are like, well, I can just quit my job as an accountant because like I, you know, don't like being an accountant anymore. Like I understand we have these responsibilities and sometimes you don't even need to do that. But what we do need to do is reconnect you with who you really are. And that doesn't mean shifting a, a career that means making small choices every single day that's actually aligned with your intuitive inner voice. And that's where we come back down to people pleasing, because as long as you're saying yes to somebody else, you're saying no to yourself. And like I mentioned before, it's very problematic because especially as an adult, like nobody else, it's nobody else's job. Nobody's going to say yes to you, but you, you, you have to say yes to you, right? It's not your partner's job. It's not your parent's job. It's not your kid's job to please you. It has to come from you. Okay. So this is really, really important. People pleasing often comes from the innate desire to actually control what other people think about you. So it's a very manipulative um, trait. And I know I was like queen of manipulation for a very long time with all of my friends and just everybody around me. Like I just knew how to play everybody like an instrument because I knew how to behave to get exactly what I wanted, which genuinely was just acceptance, right? And so it's a very manipulative thing because you morph yourself and your ideas and the way that you behave based off of what you think another person is going to accept. And that innately in itself is denying your true self, your voice, your personality, your likes and dislikes in order to keep attachment or in order to like, I'm going to use the word be popular, but that's not it. But it's like, it's in order to feel safe really within a community in order to gain acceptance. And so when you do that, you tell yourself, you're, I'm not good enough. And 
actually that person is better than me. So I'm going to do whatever I need to, to make that person like me. And sometimes that's outright lying. And sometimes it's overproducing for them. So being too generous, like, are you the person who's always picking up the bill with your friends? <laughs> I think in the other episode, I mentioned this, but I grew, I grew up and I live in a very affluent uh, town in Canada. It's probably the most affluent town in Canada, actually. Um, and that's not because my parents had a lot of money at all. Actually, we always live paycheck to paycheck. My parents always fought about money, but all of my friends had a quite a lot of money. And so my parents, like most of their friends are multi, multi-millionaires. And my dad, you know, they, they had a failed business. He got sick, couldn't work. We were living off government checks for a really long time, but my parents still picked up the bill every single time. Like even with, and it's like, it's almost like this level of like, I have something to prove. Like I've got it. Don't worry guys. Let me take care of you. The desperate, desperate desire to take away anybody else's discomfort and put it on yourself is probably one of the most hallmark moments of people pleasing. And people pleasing also comes down, also relates to your ability to receive. So can you, when somebody gives you a compliment, are you immediately giving it back to them? Somebody's like, oh my gosh, you look amazing today. You're like, oh, you look amazing too. Or, oh, it's nothing. I just threw it together. Or, you know, I got this dress on sale. It's almost like you have to rationalize why people are giving you attention. And that is a huge red flag. It shows me that you're so disconnected from who you are. You can't even receive a compliment. It's like everything you get, you have to give it back out. And this tendency of being overly generous is a hallmark for having low self-worth. It's like, I'm not even worth it. I'm just gonna give it back to you. Forget about like my cell phone bill next month. Like, let me get dinner so nobody else feels inconvenienced. Hopefully this is resonating with some people. <laughs> okay, so, okay. So for me, honestly, people-pleasing was so deeply rooted as a subconscious reaction. I didn't even realize it was people-pleasing. I, I saw my mother specifically, people-pleasing. She still does. It's it's her it's her entire identity is giving to other people. Um, and everyone who meets her is like, oh my God, that rose, she's amazing. She's so generous. My mom like cooks food for the whole town. She's, she's incredible. She really is. But it's always at the expense of us and her health and, you know, um, my, my poor father's income. And, and so because I grew up in this environment where I saw it happen so prevalently, I didn't even realize it was people pleasing. I didn't even hear that voice. That's like, oh, don't do this. Like I didn't hear the no while I was saying yes. You know, I would just be so excited to connect with people or to spend time with people or socialize that I would just say yes, yes, yes to everything. And then later I would be like, oh, how can I get out of this? Or I would say, I would say something or do something. And then it's only after I say it that I'm left feeling resentful and empty because People pleasing is never going to make you feel fulfilled. It's not, you're not saying yes to yourself. You're not filling up your own cup. You're filling up somebody else's, right? And so it's pretty impossible to be happy when you become out of touch with actually what makes you happy, like to the point where I couldn't even really hear that anymore. And when your immediate response is to please others over your own needs, 
you just continue to disconnect. And it's in that disconnection process that we actually see a lot of this disease come up, right? Like that's when we start to allow in pathogens into the body. It's like, we have no fucking boundaries. Anything is welcome in here. (laughs) Or, you know, we develop addictions or overeating patterns or continuous worry, anxiety. It's like, you're just so disconnected from who you are, okay? So people pleasing on its own is really putting your own needs aside in order to meet others. And um, at the end of the day, it is a manipulative process and really recovering who you are and being true to yourself and saying yes, yes, yes to yourself and saying no to other people is one of the ways that you're going to actually get back in your power. It's one of the ways that is going to make things like doing laundry and taking care of your kids and, you know, waking up for the day worth it because you're doing it for you and not because you have to. You're not stuck in reaction mode. You're in like production. You're in the driver's seat. You're leading the way. Hi, babes. I am so excited to talk to you about my signature program, The Mindful Method. This is the exact same method that I have been using with hundreds of successful clients to help you heal your relationship to food, to increase confidence and to lose weight without dieting or killing yourself at the gym. If you're sick of not feeling like your best self, if you're sick of promising yourself that you'll start again on Monday, if you're sick of going on restrictive diets only to gain back the weight, I can tell you right now that if you gained it back, it did not work. You know what's healthy and what's not. You do. You just continue to choose the unhealthy option anyways. And a meal plan will not solve this issue. There is no amount of restriction or discipline or willpower that is going to stop you from self-sabotaging. The body follows the mind. Imagine a life where you don't have to think about what you can or can't eat. Imagine a life where you feel confident in all of your clothes, where every day and every way your body rebalances and you lose all of the weight so you find the truest, healthiest version of yourself. Imagine never having to start again on Monday. This is what happens when you focus on transforming the brain so weight loss is effortless. The body follows the mind, and it's time you actually get to the root cause of your issue. If you are ready to transform and find the truest, healthiest version of you without letting go of your favorite foods, I invite you to fill out the application in my bio. And if you're a good fit, we'll be in touch soon. Back to regular programming. Here are seven qualities or traits that actually come from trauma because people pleasing is a trauma response you don't just start people pleasing because like you feel like it you people please because you don't feel safe to be yourself and therefore you need to like keep the peace with other people or change in order to keep attachment so these are seven tendencies or traits that come from trauma that all people pleasers engage in the first one is they don't know how to say no to other people I said this before, but saying yes to somebody else is saying no to yourself. And one of the easiest ways to combat this actually is just by saying, I just need to take some time to think about it. Like sometimes we just need to create space between the question and the response. It's And so learning not to just impulsively say yes to everything and just saying, hey, can I get back to you in like half an hour? Or can I get back to you in a couple of days is one of the easiest ways to change that pattern. Okay. The second thing is 
all of these individuals who people please have random emotional outbursts. And the only way that I can describe this is like, it's almost like you're just like a ticking time bomb. Okay. People used to call me that all the time, my parents specifically, but it's like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Until all of a sudden it's just not okay. And you like emotionally outburst or you have an adult tantrum. And this really comes from the type of communication styles that you witnessed growing up and the type of communication styles that you have right now. So if you tend to fall into like passive aggressive communication styles or passive communication, then you'll always end up at aggressive rather than assertive. So, you know, you'll go along life and you'll just be like passive, 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 passive until that last draw. And then all of a sudden you outburst and it's like aggressive <laughs> and you can't take it back and you feel awful for doing it. Hallmark of people pleasing, right? And really what's happening here is like, this is the inner child throwing a tantrum. Okay. This is the inner child being like, someone fucking listen to me. Like I'm so overwhelmed and I'm so disconnected. And it's like nobody else's fault, but your own, you know? The third thing that like trait that all people pleasers do is you, you might feel guilty when you're angry at other people. And so the anger might come on is just like really intense. Like it's almost like resentful. I'm mad at this person that they made me do X, Y, Z, but people pleasers often are already feeling how that person might feel that you're mad at them. And this is where like almost like highly empathetic tendencies come in. It's like, I know that I'm mad at this person and me being mad at them must make them feel this way. And so you feel bad about it. <laughs> You're already thinking about how that other person feels about you being angry rather than just like owning your own feelings. Okay. The fourth is you might feel responsible for other people's actions. So this actually happened recently. And I think if you're a practitioner and you're listening to this, you might understand, but basically I, a client came to me or a potential client came to me and it just wasn't my niche and I don't have space to take on anything that's not my niche anymore. So I was like, perfect. I'm just going to refer you to a different practitioner um, who I know is in this world and does really well. And so I connected the two and the practitioner actually just like totally ghosted that person, like made an appointment and didn't show up. And the client came to me and they were really upset. They were, and they were like, oh, you know, they never showed up. And I felt bad. Like I felt like it was my fault. And yes, it was my recommendation. Right. And so if you're listening to this, you're like, oh yeah, I'd feel guilty about that. But like, but why? You didn't stand anyone up. It's not your fault. Like you're not responsible for somebody else's actions. All you did was like what you thought was the right thing in that moment. And so like, if you're harboring, like, oh, I wish, like, I'm so sorry. If you even have to say, I'm so sorry that they did that, like people pleasing, <laughs> red flag. Okay. The fifth thing that people pleasers do is that you might compromise your own values. So I hear so often when people come into my program, especially for overeating, and they're like, I just desperately want to lose weight and be healthy. And I want to stop overeating. And I'm like, great. When you finish dinner, what happens? And I hear the same thing over and over again. Well, you know, we put the kids to sleep or we clean up and then me and my husband or my partner, whoever it is, sits on the couch and watches a show and eats popcorn. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. So you want to lose weight, but you keep engaging in this thing. Like why? And it's like, well, it's a bonding moment for me and my partner. Like this is the only really time that we have together. And I'm like, hold on, wait a second, back up. <laughs> if eating popcorn on your couch, watching a, a show where you're not even looking at each other or talking to each other, and you're just like over consuming something to make your brain like momentarily happy is 
connecting with your partner, like we need to have a completely different conversation. Like that, there's no way we can call that, um, there's a word that, but it's like, I don't know, spending time or quality time. It's like, no, like all you're doing is you're both fucking disassociating and zoning out because you're exhausted from the day and you just need to like chill <laughs> and, and we're calling it bonding and that's not true. Okay. But it's like, okay, so the value that you have is I value health, but my partner always wants to have cookies on the couch. Like your partner can still do that and you don't have to engage in that. And if you are engaging in overeating or eating, saying yes to food um, or saying yes to anything when you don't want to be, you are compromising your own values and you're basically telling yourself like, my health is not important. And so if the belief that you have, like the behavior that you're showing your subconscious mind is my health is not important, then you're going to continue to engage. It's going to get easier and easier for you to engage in behaviors that validate that belief of um, my health is not important. Okay. The sixth thing that you might do if you're a people pleaser, which is a trauma response, is you will hold resentment for your inauthentic actions. It's like you do something that's inauthentic and it's somebody else's fault. It's like, well, oh, she made me go and I didn't like I would have felt bad if she went alone. And then, you know, you kind of like like huff and puff about it. It's like, well, now I'm not gonna hand my assignment in on time, or now I don't have enough time to finish this thing, or now I have a really bad hangover and Really what's happening is you did something, you said something that was not aligned with your true self. And now you're feeling the repercussion of it. Like now the inner child is having that tantrum. And, and honestly, like some, we do need to be selfish. Like the opposite of people pleasing might sound like being selfish, but at the end of the day, like what is being selfish? It's taking care of yourself. It's like making sure that you're taken care of. And I mean, of course that can be taken to the other extreme, but if selfish these days is like, hey, no, I actually don't want to drive for two hours to pick up this thing for you, which actually was a something that happened with a client, um, because I want to go to bed on time, like then I would say, let's be selfish. I'm going to give you an example, but this morning my husband dropped off my son at school and we had a crazy morning. I'm not even get into it, but it was just ridiculous. Like I had to cancel Pilates last minute. The, the dog like puked and pooped everywhere. He obviously was feeling sick in the middle of the night. So our whole morning was just in chaos. And in the morning I wake up an hour, usually two before anyone else in the house. So I can have time alone. I do that because I love myself. And I do that because I know if I don't have time to myself, I will go crazy. I'm a projector for anybody else who follows human design. I know it's shocking. Most people think I'm a generator, but I am a projector. So I need a lot of time alone. And it's very difficult in the work that I'm in and the lifestyle that I have for me to actually be alone and harness that energy. So my whole morning got like messed up. I didn't have any time alone. And then my husband was like, I'm just going to drop off racer and I'm going to go get a coffee for you and for me. And in my head, I was like, I need to be the one to get out of this fucking house right now because I don't want to take care of Veda and I don't want to do the lot. Like, I don't want to do any of these things. I just need to be alone. And obviously my husband is like, it's not like he's like, oh, by the way, I'm going to go out with the boys to the casino this morning. Like, he's like, I'm going to drop off our son and then I'm going to get you and I a coffee and I'm going to bring it back. And I heard the small voice that was like, mm -mm, you need to come back immediately or I need to be the one taking racer. But I was just like, sure, whatever, just go. And I 
here was here and my daughter was driving me crazy to the point where like I lashed out on her. And then when my husband came home, I'm screaming at Veda upstairs. I'm like, that's not safe. Get off the bed like that. Like trying to pull her off the bed and we're both screaming at each other. And my husband walks in the door and then I start yelling at him. And I'm like, don't you hear us losing our minds up here? Get upstairs, help me. And And I was so angry, but you know who I was really angry at? (laughs) I was really angry at myself because I knew I needed time alone and I did not take it. And so that's what I'm talking about, about like you, you make a decision and then when it all blows up, it's like everybody else's fault, but really the person you're mad at is you because you didn't take the time to like do the thing that you needed to do for yourself. The last and final trait that is a trauma trauma response from people pleasers is having an innate desire to be liked and accepted. So we talked about this quite a bit already, but you know, I think there's I don't know if there's anybody on this planet who doesn't desire to be liked. I mean, I can think of a few people now that I have really very strong mentors, but you know, everybody we're human. We are designed to survive in a pack. And so anything that feels like rejection from the pack is actually not safe for our nervous system. And people pleasers really just take it to another level. It's like the desire to be liked and accepted will supersede anything else. So, you know, you might say yes to a job that you might not like just because your parents want you to do that. Or you might, um, so for me, I started doing drugs actually in, in high school because I wanted to get back at a boyfriend. Um, and that turned into an, a decade substance abuse problem. Um, that's a topic for another day, but yeah, you know, it's like, you're doing these things, you're engaging these behaviors for the attention from other people or to fit in with a specific group or to have people like you. And at the end of the day, you can do whatever the fuck you want. you can be the nicest person, the most giving, the most generous. And they're there's still going to be people who don't like you. And so other people's opinions of you are just none of your fucking business. And I've had to learn, I say yes to a lot of things that I should say no to, but I've had to learn that when it comes down to it, if I have to cancel last minute, I don't care if people are going to be upset because I come first. And if people are meant to be in your life, they will be. The best thing that you can do for you and those people is show everybody who you really are because the inner child inside of you is desperate to be seen is desperate for strong boundaries is desperate to feel safe. And it's not possible for them to feel safe if you continually deny their needs. Okay. These are some questions that I had to really ask myself when I was unpacking my people pleasing tendencies. And and I hope that you can take some time to reflect on these as well. The first one is where did I first learn to put other people's needs before mine? I think I've made it very clear This came from my parents, likely. It's probably generational at this point, Um, like transgenerational, probably for like centuries of the women in my family. Um, The second thing I want you to ask yourself is, do you have an unconscious desire to be liked? And keeping in mind, we all do, but I really want you to notice where you're getting your validation from. So something super, super simple. I have an outfit, of course, picked for the event. It's in like two weeks. I'm so excited. And I've already shown, like I showed my mom, I showed my assistant and they're both like, yes, amazing. Looks so good. And then I'm like, I'm showing my mentor. And she's like, amazing. Looks so good. And then 
like all of a sudden I just wanted to like show other people. Like I'm, I'm not going to show anybody who's going to be at the event because they don't need to see it. But it's like, why, you know, because it's not enough for me to like that outfit. I have to make sure everybody else likes it too. And it seems really benign, right? Like there's nothing wrong with that. I'm sure a lot of you engage in that behavior. It's like, oh, what do you think about my Halloween costume? What do you think about this or that? But if you need to get the validation from like more than one person, like, are you really strong in it yourself? And even if you do, you know, for sure you like it, then I want you to think about like, what's the motivation of that validation from other people? Does it make you feel more worthy about yourself? Right. And that's where we, we need to start to unpack and ask questions. Okay. The third thing is, can I accept the fact that I can't control what other people think about me? Like other people's opinions of you is none of your fucking business. So you may as well just be yourself because you're not going to be able to control that. The fourth is, is this response benefiting my higher self? So if everybody died and it was just you and you, would you still say yes? And if the answer is yes, then go for it. And if it's no, then I highly, highly suggest you practice saying no. And the last thing is, what would I say to my child or best friend if they responded this way? Sometimes it's just easier to separate yourself, um, especially if you're a parent. It's like if you see your kid, like my my son does this, actually. He'll, like, we have crystals all over our house. And he has a friend that came over and he's like, oh, my God, I love these crystals. And, like, there's one that my son really loves. And he's like, oh, you can have it. I'm like, there's no way you want to give that blue crystal to your friend. Like there's, you sleep with it like under your pillow, dude. And he's like, well, I'll just give it to my friend because like, then he's going to like me. And then I'm going to get to play soccer with the big kids at school. But like, so he gave it away and you know, he still doesn't like, like there's, he still doesn't get to play soccer with the big kids, you know? So it's, it's, it's really hard for me as a parent to see that happen. But I also remember being that way. And so obviously as a parent, I'm like, dude, keep it for yourself. Be selfish. This is about you. If you like it, keep it. And I want you to practice doing that with yourself. Like, would you tell your child to say yes to going to that Halloween party or um, to staying up all night, helping a friend edit their resume? Learning how to undo the people-pleasing tendency is a daily practice. So this isn't something where it's like you say no once and then all of a sudden everything changes. Although what you're going to feel is a lot of terror the first time you say no. You're going to be terrified what people are thinking about you. You're going to feel like a bad person. You're going to feel all this guilt and shame. And flexing that muscle is so effing important because it gets less and less every time. Like you just eventually stop caring what other people are going to say. And you come closer and closer and closer into this very aligned place with yourself that it feels so good to be authentically you. And it feels good to do the laundry and it feels good to wake up and go to work. And it feels good to go to the gym. And if you're not doing these things because you have to, or you should, you're doing these things because you genuinely want to, because you love yourself so much. You love yourself so much. It's just easy to stop eating after dinner. You love yourself so much, you genuinely want the salad and not the pasta Alfredo every time you go out plus dessert, you know? And if you want to get to that place where you're like, I genuinely don't even fucking want it, you're going to have to reconnect with who you really are because who you really are is never going to sabotage. Like the antidote of self-sabotage is high self-worth. You really, really, really love yourself. You wouldn't sabotage that. Right. And so how you show yourself over and over and over again that you're not important, your health doesn't matter, 
everybody else is more important than you is you continue to people please. So people pleasing is a really important practice. And once you give yourself a voice, when you do act inauthentically, it's going to be so much easier to identify and it's going to be so much easier to kind of like work through and regulate. And it's just the best practice ever. (laughs) So happy undoing people pleasing, my friends. If you like this episode, don't forget to like and subscribe and share it to a fellow people pleaser because I'm sure we can all use this information so we can all just love ourselves a little bit more. (laughs) Okay, guys, I love you all and I'll see you on another episode of the Head to Heal podcast. Bye. Bye.